0: 7 a.m. on the West Coast, 10 a.m. on the East Coast of America. Good morning, America. It's 3 p.m. in London, 7:30 in Mumbai, India. It's 11 p.m. in Kyoto, Japan, and in Malaysia it's 1957. I'm Jay Sheldon. I'm the guy not wearing any pants. Welcome in. Hello, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitch.tv, and of course, Rumble.com. I know Rumble's being hit by massive uh, attacks online, so I don't know how strong our link is over there, but so far we're okay over on Rumble. The reason is because, of course, all the morons are trying to stop the viewing and the release of uh, 2,000 Mules by Dinesh D'Souza. If you have a chance... That will be available, I think in our time, it's midnight tonight. You can go to Locals.com or Rumble.com, sign up. There's some costs involved, but trust me, it is an eye-opener. You are not going to want to miss this film. 2,000 Mules uh, by Dinesh D'Souza. An amazing, amazing film. Check out the trailer. That alone is enough to convince you. Anyway, yes, Serena Lee has liked the stream. Thank you for your like, and hello, Serena. Good to see you, and uh, good to see you on uh, online here, hanging out with us. Um, <laughs> if my eyes look like I've been drinking, I really probably should have been drinking. Uh, again, I've got this new allergy, apparently, to Miko, and I, it just started. And I don't know why, but every time I get, uh, we gave her a bath today, and uh, hello, Serena. Hey. <laughs> All right. Uh, So we gave her a bath today. And again, I got some, uh, uh, what is that? What is that medication for sinuses and allergies? Um, Claritin. Yes, I got claritin, which by the way, I don't know about in other parts of the world, but here in Malaysia, it's an over-the-counter drug. You can just go to the pharmacist and ask for it and they give it to you. Uh, But anyway, it did help a bit. So I, uh, yeah, I've got some claritin, hopefully. Because I don't care how bad the allergies get. Obviously, you know how much I love this little girl. And there ain't no way I'm going to get anything but close to her. Miko Update. (laughs) Yeah, the Miko Update. She is doing great. Uh, We gave her, as I said, we gave her a bath today. And the funniest thing happened. You got to check this out. Now, it's a sideways video. I'm sorry about this. I can't flip it. But we were out walking. And... On the ground underneath the tree was a jackfruit, a small jackfruit. They can get big. They get bigger than your head. They're enormous. And inside they have this fruit. It's yellow. It's delicious. It's one of my favorite fruits. Jackfruit is absolutely unbelievable. Uh, it's so delicious. And I finally figured out what jackfruit tastes like. If you live in America, you'll know, well, if you're old enough, I don't know if they still make it. But Wrigley's made a gum called Juicy Fruit. Wrigley's Juicy Fruit gum. If you wonder what jackfruit tastes like, that's exactly what jackfruit tastes like. Wrigley's Juicy Fruit gum. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't use that actual flavor in the gum because it is exactly... Anyway, on to the Miko story. Check this video out. Uh, we're out on our walk and she sees this half-rotten half, half rotten jackfruit well you can see i'll pause it when i get to the part of the jackfruit but suddenly she's staring at this thing look at that now something scares her and she goes hang on let me just pause this there we go you see right there that's the jackfruit i know it's a little hard to see again if you're listening on the podcast sorry check out the video on rumble.com uh it 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 almost looks like an armadillo because it's got this like armored outer casing so anyway, she's she doesn't know what it is. I think she thought it was some sort of animal. Now, something scared her. Watch. And she, boom, she takes off. And she's looking the other way. And then suddenly she goes back to, there's the jackfruit there. And she cannot figure out what this thing is. But she's fascinated by it. You know, they say shiba inus are the cats of the dog world her curiosity is going to get her killed one of these days but she was absolutely fascinated by this thing she had no idea what it was and in fact we walked by it again uh the next night and she went uh, she went little bonkers all over again over the jackfruit so yeah that's miko and the jackfruit <laughs> the whole video is posted on my uh on my facebook page if you want to check it out. Plus then if you, if you look at it there, you can turn it sideways and see it. Cause I, I shot it the wrong way. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the Miko update and the Miko excitement. Um, <laughs> wow. It's Saturday night, isn't it? Yeah. Here in Malaysia, it is Saturday night and, um, uh, there in uh, the U.S. I guess it is just about, uh, 10 o'clock on, uh, on Saturday morning. And, um, We've got, we've got lots to talk about tonight, and we're starting a new book. We finished Winnie the Pooh on our last stream. What a great, great book. I love that book to pieces. If you missed it, just go back to all of our last shows, and just if you don't even have to watch the beginning of the show if you don't want. Just skip through to the end. It usually starts about a half hour into the show, and then we start our book. So if you, if you want to check it out, do that. If you want a way to listen to all of our books except Not Yet Winnie the Pooh, I haven't uploaded it yet, but what we did was on our locals uh, channel, uh, J Sheldon No Pants on locals.com. If you are, a, or or you can go to Patreon, Patreon.com. Look up J Sheldon, and uh, you'll see the logo there for Patreon. If you are at a certain tier level of support for the show, you can get exclusive access to a special playlist on YouTube where all of our books all the books we've read most of them are broken out in sections and it's just the book so you can look at it like an audio book you can go through chapter one two three four five of alice in wonderland the wizard of oz the little prince all kinds of uh, peter pan they're all up there Uh, again to get access you just have to be a supporter on patreon.com i haven't plugged patreon in a long time but if you if you are interested in helping to support the show for not much more than the price of a cup of coffee a month. Uh, you can do that. Patreon.com. Just look for Jay Sheldon and, and uh, give us some support if you wouldn't mind. All right. I know your password. I know that's, that's the title of the show tonight. And yes, it was clickbait. Yes. It's just to get your attention, but it may not be too far from the truth. Now, granted, this is a company that wrote this article that has interest in this because it's from a company called ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is a really good VPN, a virtual private network. You can sign up for that if you like. But um, they put out an article that I thought was fascinating and something you may not know no matter what part of the world you live in including Malaysia by the way so for our Malaysian listeners and viewers listen up we're going to talk about your passwords tonight among others do you know what the most used password is in the world in most places around the world the most used password you probably guessed it 123456 how stupid can you be seriously Sir, yes, 123456 is the most common used password. And you wonder why you get hacked? Once you sort out frequently used passwords by country or by language, then you start seeing some very weird and very different results. Um, Ones that are easy to type, like 123456, the most universal, some differences among bad passwords are just a matter of language. Password, among English speakers, remains one of the most popular passwords. Password. Uh, German speakers, it's Passwort, P-A-S-W-O-R-T, which is the way Germans spell. Uh, QWERTY, you know, QWERTY keyboard, Q-W-E-R-T-Y, the first top row. In France, it becomes A-Z-E-R-T-Y because of how French keyboards are arranged. Very weird. Um, Fans of Juventus, an Italian football team, might find their use of Juventus as a satisfactory choice of password. It might not be a good idea, though. Unfortunately, among Italian internet users, that is the fourth most common password. The fourth. Wow. Uh... Anathema might sound relatively unusual as a password unless you're in Turkey, where the British band Anathema is apparently so big that it is among the top 10 most common passwords. Incredible. Um, The average person uses the same password for six websites or platforms, the same for six. So you get hacked once, they've got at least six of your accounts. 43% of people say their loved ones would like to be able to guess their online passwords. (laughs) Two in five people admit using a variation of their first and or last name in their online passwords they create. 81% of the respondents say they're confident in the security and privacy of their current online passwords. But if you take a look here, let me uh, switch over to the article. Common personal details. First name, the percentage of respondents who say these are in their passwords. 42%. Last name, 40%. Middle name, 31%. Date of birth, 43%. Social security number, 30%. Pet's name, 43%. Ex-partner's name, 26%. I will admit, I use some piece of information from one of my exes in a password I have used forever, over 30 years. Not on all my accounts, but I think on one, I still use Part of the data from part of an ex's uh, information. (laughs) All right, they go on in this article. The link is in our show notes tonight if you want to check out the whole article. It's fascinating. But what I really wanted to share with you was this take a look at this. These are the most common passwords found in all different countries around the world. They've got a map and they've got all these little uh, boxes drawn. And it will show you the places, and for example, there's Norway, Webhomepass is one of the most common passwords. Uh, let's see, can we go over to the U, oh, uh, I love you in the U.S. Serious? I love you? wow. Uh, where else have we got here? This is, this is really, you got to check this article out because it's really cool. So let's bring it close to home and take a look over here. Malaysia is right here. Hang on. Let me get my mouse back. There's Malaysia over here and there is Indonesia. And take a look. It's the same. The most used password or part of a password, Sayang. S a y a n g, sayang, sayang basically means uh, you're my sayang, I love you, you're my love. Uh, so that's yeah, it's like it's like it's a term of endearment. It's like saying dear, hello dear, hello sayang. A little, it's a little deeper than dear, but anyway, sayang for both Malaysia and for Indonesia is the most common used part of, if not all of, a password. And honestly, in Malaysia that I know about, that would be a pretty easy one to guess. So if you use Sayang in your password, don't do it. Because it's you and several, probably million other people. And it's very easy to guess. But this is really, really a cool article. It not only tells you all this weird information, but uh, it will also... Uh, show you ways that you can create strong passwords, hard-to-crack passwords. And if you go all the way down to the end of the article, uh, you can check that out and read up on it. And uh, they will—they uh, have some great information there on how to create a good, strong password. And also uh, recommend using things like um, a VPN, of course, because it's ExpressVPN. And uh, some sort of password manager is also very much recommended. Anyway, the link is in our show notes. If you want to check it out, please do that. Um, uh, What else have we got? Oh, speaking of Indonesia and Malaysia, the Indonesian folks, hats off, man. I'm telling you, you guys, I am so impressed. This is a post from a... Dinya Bakri, it's a public post, so perfectly public, not giving away any secrets here. And it is in, uh, it is Bahasa Indonesia, and I can't read Bahasa Indonesia, so I've translated it. <laughs> and let me let me just read the article briefly for you, part of it anyway. Alhamdulillah, which means God willing, uh, got the opportunity to meet with Elon Musk, alongside Minister Coordinator Luhut Binsar Pandiatan, with Marnavest team, Ambassador Rosan Roslani, and some entrepreneur friends at the new Giga Tesla factory, the Giga factory in Austin, Texas. These guys from Indonesia are such go-getters, and not only go-getters, But they're thinking ahead of the curve. They're thinking what's next. Where are we going to head? Who are we going to impress? Who's on the forefront of technology and innovation? And they went to Elon Musk. I'm telling you, you guys are thinking. Malaysia, what are you doing? You still sucking up to the Saudis or something over there? Wasting your time? Anyway, they had a chance. Here's some pictures to go meet the man himself. By the way, from these what are rather candid pictures of the folks that were in the meeting, Elon's a little chunky, huh? I thought he was a fairly well-built guy, but if you look at some of these pictures, Elon, what's going on here? Try the salad bar, pal. There's a little workout action going on. There's Elon in the meeting. And uh, so they went over and they pitched the guy. There he is getting some sort of endorsement letter. I also, there's a video, I couldn't find it, but there is a video out there where they brought him these little coffee Indonesian candies that are very popular in Indonesia. And there's a picture of him accepting the bag, opening it up, un- unwrapping one, popping it in his mouth and giving a double thumbs up. So again, that alone is worth like, Huge marketing points. This is Elon freaking Musk, folks. I'm Like I said, you Indonesian guys, absolutely, look at that, two thumbs up. You guys kick butt and take names, and good on you. And for the rest of you folks who just aren't smart enough or willing enough to uh, swallow your pride, go talk to the man who is leading, leading the world in innovation between Starlink and his rockets and his Twitter ownership. A man is an innovator. And Indonesia, you guys got it on the ball. Malaysia, what the hell is the matter with you? Anyway, good article. Links in the show notes. You want to check it out. And you can translate it online. It's very easy to do if you don't read Bahasa into Indonesian language. All right, cool. All right, let's see. Uh, Variety magazine is our next link in the show. Something else we want to add in tonight. And uh, it's actually a piece of good news. Look, for the most part, I'm a relatively... Libertarian conservative. I know that's a weird mix, but I'm a weird mix. Um... Disney has gone through some crap lately. Their stocks are plummeting. They've lost billions of dollars. Uh, They have gotten on the wrong side of a whole bunch of political crap that, frankly, a company like Disney has no business being involved in all the political crap. Anyway, do theme parks and make movies and stay out of politics, folks. Get woke, go broke. Well, it's happening to Disney. Anyway as much as I'd like to say a bunch of bad stuff about Disney, and I will and do occasionally when they do something right, we'll tip the hat to them. And they have done that. This article from uh, variety. It is in our show notes tonight. You may have heard this, but in case you didn't, Disney refused to cut 12 seconds of Dr. Strange 2 dialogue, which was about lesbian moms. Now, Maybe, because we're talking about parallel universes and things like that, and so maybe in the other universe that there's no such thing as same-sex couples. It's just what it is. Whatever. Apparently, they refused. They were asked to cut these 12 seconds of dialogue about this girl having two moms instead of a mom and a dad. You know, hello, 2022, wake up. And Disney said, no, we're not doing it. And uh, so it stood. Saudi Arabia's Cinema Classification Board disputing reports the upcoming Marvel tentpole Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness has been banned in the country due to the gay character played by, I don't know how to pronounce this name, Xochitl Gomez, the movie finds the Babysitter's Club actor making her debut as uh, America Chavez in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, Nawaf al Saban, Saudi Arabia's General Supervisor of Cinema Classification. Again, these are countries that, you know, censor films and television and put their two cents and they stick their nose in where it doesn't belong and they don't have things like free speech. Anyway... It said Disney was unwilling to remove barely 12 seconds from the film, in which Gomez's character refers to her two moms. It's just her talking about her moms because she has two moms. Uh, Being the Middle East, it's very tough to pass something like this. We sent it to the distributor, and the distributor sent it to Disney, and Disney said, go screw yourselves. So, Disney, you have screwed up a lot lately, but good on you. Good on you. Articles in the show notes, check it out if you want. You want to read the whole thing. It's quite good. Like I said, Disney has been sticking their nose in places they don't belong. But as far as I'm concerned, one of these censorship boards wants to get involved like this bullcrap. Tell them to screw off. Hey, check this out. You like lightning? You like thunder and lightning? I'm not a fan. I love to watch lightning, but it scares the hell out of me. Um, Quick story. When when I was an early teenager, we were working on a farm in Sharon, Connecticut, and a storm came up, and so we got into the barn for shelter, get out of the wind and the rain, and it started to thunder and lightning. And you know barns, they have a giant barn door, so we were all standing inside the door, just out of the rain. And lightning hit a tree probably 30 feet away from us. That's maybe about 10 meters or so. I remember the sound was so loud that my ears must have shut off because suddenly there just was no sound. It wasn't a boom like you hear lightning from far away. It was an electrical crack but the loudest sound I think I've ever heard. The light was so bright, and it knocked... There were four of us standing in that doorway. It knocked all four of us about 10 feet back on our ass. We wound up on the ground, and ever since then, I'm not that much of a big fan of watching lightning storms anymore. Anyway... They say if you are in a lightning storm, one of the safest places to be would be your car. If you're outside, you can't get in your house. But in your house is also a very safe place to be in a lightning storm. Usually, take... Seriously. Maybe in the bathroom. In your house, in the bathroom. That would be probably one of the you know really safe place, Small room. Well, maybe not. Take a look at this. Yeah. That's a again, podcast listeners. I think the link yeah, the link is in our show notes if you want to see the pictures. That is a toilet that has been struck by lightning. And no no one was on it at the time, apparently. But that is unbelievable and take a look there's a picture here there's the ceiling where the lightning came through the ceiling and hit that's incredible i mean you know we've occasionally had moments when we've been in the bathroom and we talk about blowing the lid off the toilet bowl well this is kind of (laughs) this is kind of the literal version of that um, these are serious pictures, folks. Lightning came through the roof, through the ceiling, and hit the toilet bowl. So, you're not even safe in your own bathroom. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Oh, man. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, hang on. Coffee break time. Oh. Hey, by the way, Miko Merchandise, it's the top link on our show notes. If you want to pick up a mug, a hat, T-shirt, ball cap, hoodie, mouse pad, stickers, notepad, uh, they all have our little girl on it, Miko, and our show logo. So check it out. It's the top link in our show notes, Miko Merch. All right. We are a big fan of the James Webb Space Telescope here. We've talked about it on tons of shows we talked about it when it launched we talked about it when it opened we talked about it when it's got its first clear photograph which is unbelievable if you saw it if you didn't go back to one of our previous shows you can find out more about it but one thing i did not realize is exactly how big this james webb space telescope is and The sheer size and scale, even when it's folded up before it opens, is breathtaking. The fact they managed to launch this thing into space and have it actually function properly beyond all expectations. All right, that is a picture of the James Webb Space Telescope, ready for launch, all folded up. Okay, But you can't really tell how big it is based on that picture. Well, take a look at this. You see those little white figures down there? Those are full-grown adults. That's how big this thing is. You see right there where my mouse is? That is a full-grown adult. Look at the size of that thing unbelievable. And it's all folded up and squishy and launched into space and bringing us back pictures of our universe that are just beyond anything we've seen before. The James Webb Space Telescope, by the way, they have a website and they have a Facebook page. Search for them. Check them out. Follow them. Sign up. The pictures you'll see there and the things they post, they are absolutely amazing. They really are. Absolutely incredible. All right. We're going to get to our brand new book coming up in just a minute. we got one more story to share with you. And it is, uh, we always like to do the things about good people doing good things, random acts of kindness, random acts of any kind, uh, good stuff for good people. And uh, again, this from a uh, Facebook page called Heartwarming. And uh, we shared a bit of this story uh, previous show a different story, but from the same site. But um, absolutely amazing. This comes from the DeSoto County Sheriff's Department. Uh, Yesterday, Sheriff Sergeant McCoy met a man by the name of Dan Williams. He's 57. He was sitting in front of a Wendy's in Horn Lake, down on his luck, and hungry. So Sergeant McCoy walked him inside and offered to buy the man lunch. The Wendy's management would not let the deputy pay because they covered Mr. Williams' meal instead. Sergeant McCoy sat down, had lunch with Mr. Williams, found out that Mr. Williams had no money or phone, has been catching rides from Ohio in an attempt to get down to Monroe, Louisiana, to be with his family. Well, Sergeant McCoy could tell Mr. Williams had a good heart and wanted to help. So he got with deputies Bray, Garrett, and Andrews, and they all pulled money out of their own pockets and pitched in to buy Mr. Williams an $89 Greyhound bus ticket to get back home, along with an additional 60 bucks, for some food and necessities. Sergeant McCoy later said Mr. Williams broke down and cried as he was dropping him off at the bus station in Memphis, Tennessee. Mr. Williams looked over to Sergeant McCoy and told him, out of all the people that reached out to help me in my time of need, it was the cops. Thank you. Not a one-time incident. These random acts of kindness happen every day across the country, and our nation's law enforcement officers reach out to help those in need. Most of these good deeds go unknown, unnoticed, because that's their job, and that's what they do. Proud to protect and to serve. The DeSoto County Sheriff's Department. Wow, such a great story. Again, heartwarming is the page HRT Warming over on uh, Facebook. If you want to check that out, it's it's seriously a great. Whenever you start to feel down, you start to feel losing hope in with uh, humanity, which frankly these days. is about every hour and a half. This is a great, great site. you got to check it out. All right. i got to do one quick piece of business here. And let me just click on this and click on that. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bear with me, all right? I'm doing a little little housekeeping live. So... uh, Uh, There we go. Okay, cool beans. I hope this is going to work. No promises, all right? We are starting a new book tonight, and uh, we decided we would go for now with the Grimm's Fairy Tales. And wow, that's a nice mess. (laughs) What did I tell you? Hang on. You're actually watching me do this live, so that's kind of (laughs) cool. Oh, man, this is the sort of thing we usually do off the air. But it's all right. It's that kind of show, you know. All right. No promises when we go to the next picture. But this is a first edition of the Grimm's Brothers Fairy Tales. Uh, They're individual stories, each one. And we're going to do one a night uh, until we get bored. So there you go. Hang out with us and uh, let's see if these are going to work or not. Yeah, we got to kind of adjust these things as we go through. These are the cover of different editions of the uh, Grimm's Brothers. This is the actual original German uh, Grimm's Brothers fairy tale. So, um, yeah, just to give you a little bit of background, uh, Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm first published in uh, 1812. 1812. That is more than 200 years ago. The first edition had 86 stories. And by the 7th edition, in 1857, it had 210 unique fairy tales. Very cool. And so we are going to uh, move on over and start with the Brothers grim fairy tales of the Golden Bird. A certain king had a beautiful garden. And in the garden stood a tree which bore golden apples. Now, these apples were always counted, and about the time when they began to grow ripe, it was found that every night one of them was gone. So, well, the king became very angry at this and ordered the gardener to keep watch all night under the tree. The gardener set his eldest son to watch, but about twelve o'clock he fell asleep, and in the morning another one of the apples was missing. And then the second son was ordered to watch, and at midnight he too fell asleep, and in the morning another apple was gone. Then the third son offered to keep watch, but the gardener at first wouldn't let him, for fear some harm would come to him. However, at last he consented, and the young man laid himself under the tree to watch. As the clock struck twelve, he heard a rustling noise in the air and a bird came flying that was of pure gold. As it was snapping at one of the apples with its beak, the gardener's son jumped up and shot an arrow into it. But the arrow did the bird no harm. It only dropped a golden feather from its tail and then flew away. The golden feather was brought to the king in the morning and All the council was called together and everyone agreed that it was worth more than all the wealth of the kingdom. But the king said, One feather is of no use to me. I must have the whole bird. Then the gardener's eldest son set out and thought to find the golden bird very easily. And when he was gone but a little way, he came to a wood. By the side of the wood he saw a fox sitting. So he took his bow, made ready to shoot at it. Then the fox said, Do not shoot me, for I will give you good counsel. I know what your business is that you want to find the golden bird. You will reach a village in the evening, and when you get there, you'll see two inns opposite each other, one of which is very pleasant and beautiful to look at. Go not in there, but rest for the night in the other, though it may appear to you to be very poor and mean. But the son thought to himself, What can such a beast as this know about the matter? So he shot the arrow at the fox, but he missed, and it set up its tail above its back and ran into the wood. Then he went his way, and in the evening came to the village where there were two inns. In one there were people singing and dancing and feasting. The other looked very dirty, poor. I should be very silly, said he, if I went into that shabby house and left this charming place. So he went into the smart house, and ate and drank at his ease, and forgot the bird, and forgot his country, too. Time passed on, and as the eldest son didn't come back, and no tidings were heard from him, the second son set out, and the same thing happened to him. He met the fox, gave him good advice, but when it came to the two ends... The eldest brother was standing at the window where the merrymaking was and called to him to come in, and he couldn't withstand the temptation, but went in, forgot the golden bird and his country in the same manner. Well, time passed on, and the youngest son, too, wished to set out into the wild world to seek for the golden bird, but his father would not listen for a long time for he was very fond of his son, and he was afraid some ill luck might happen to him also and prevent his coming back. However, at last it was agreed, he should go, for he would not rest at home, and as soon as he came to the wood, he met a fox, heard the same good counsel, but he was thankful to the fox. did not attempt his life as, as his brothers had done. And so the fox said, Sit upon my tail. You will travel faster. So he sat down, and the fox began to run. And away they went, over stock and stone so quick their hair whistled in the wind. When they came to the village, the son followed the fox's counsel, and without looking about him, went to the shabby inn and rested there all night at his ease. In the morning came the fox again to meet him, and he was beginning his journey, and said, Go straight forward till you come to a castle before which lie a whole troop of soldiers fast asleep and snoring. Take no notice of them, but go into the castle and pass on and on till you come to a room where the golden bird sits in a wooden cage. Close by it stands a beautiful golden cage, but do not try to take the bird out of the shabby cage and put it in the handsome one. "'Otherwise you will repent it.' "'Then the fox stretched out his tail again, "'and the young man sat himself down, "'and away they went, over stock and stone, "'till their hair whistled in the wind. "'Before the castle gate, all was just as the fox had said. "'So the sun went in, found the chamber with the golden bird, "'hung in a wooden cage, and below stood the golden cage.' and the three golden apples that had been lost were lying close by it. Then he thought to himself, It will be a very dull thing to bring away such a fine bird in a shabby cage. So he opened the door and took hold of it and put it in the golden cage. But the bird set up such a loud scream that all the soldiers awoke. They took him prisoner and carried him before the king. The next morning, the court sat to judge him, and when all was heard, it sentenced him to die, unless he should bring the king the golden horse, which could run as swiftly as the wind, and if he did this, he was to have the golden bird given to him for his own. So he set out once more on his journey, sighting and in great despair, and on a sudden, his friend the fox met him and said, You see now what has happened on account of your not listening to my counsel? I will still, however, tell you how to find the golden horse, if you will do as I bid you. You must go straight on till you come to the castle where the horse stands in his stall, and by his side you will lie will lie the groom fast asleep, snoring. "'Take away the horse quietly, but be sure to put the old leather saddle upon him, "'not the golden one that'll be close by it.' "'The sun sat down on the fox's tail, "'and away they went over stock and stone till their hair whistled in the wind. "'All went right, and the groom lay snoring with his hand upon the golden saddle. "'But when the sun looked at the horse,' He thought it was a great pity to put the leather saddle on it. I'll give him a good one, said he. I'm sure he deserves it. And as he took the golden saddle, the groom awoke and cried out so loud the guards ran in and took him prisoner. And in the morning he was again brought before the court to be judged and was sentenced to die. But it was agreed that if he could bring the beautiful princess he should live, and have the bird and the horse given him for his own. So he went on his way very sorrowful, but the old fox came by and said, Why did you not listen to me? If you had, you would have carried away both the bird and the horse. Yet I will once more give you counsel. Go straight on. In the evening you'll arrive at a castle. At twelve o'clock at night, the princess goes to the bathing house. "'Go up to her and give her a kiss, and she will let you lead her away. "'But take care you do not suffer her to go and take leave of her father and mother.' "'Then the fox stretched out his tail, and away they went over stock and stone, "'till their hair whistled again. "'As they came to the castle, all was as the fox said, "'and at twelve o'clock the young man met the princess going to the bath and gave her a kiss.' and she agreed to run away with him, but begged with many tears that he would let her take leave of her father. At first he refused, but she wept still more and more, and fell at his feet, till at last he consented. But the moment she came to her father's house, the guards awoke, and he was taken prisoner again. Then he was brought before the king, and the king said, You shall never, have my daughter, unless in eight days you dig away the hill that stops the view from my window. And when he had worked for seven days, and had done very little, the fox came and said, lie down, go to sleep, I'll work for you. And in the morning he awoke, and the hill was gone. And so he went merrily to the king, and told him that now it was removed, and he must give him the princess. The king was obliged to keep his word and went away. Away went the young man, and the princess and the fox came and said to him, We will have all three the princess, the horse, and the bird. Ah, said the young man, that would be a great thing, but how can you contrive it? If you will only listen, said the fox, it can be done. When you come to the king, he asks for the beautiful princess. You must say, Here she is, then he will be very joyful, and you will mount the golden horse that they are to give you, and put out your hand to take leave of them, but shake hands with the princess last, then lift her up on the horse behind you, clap your spurs to the side, and gallop away as fast as you can. All went right. Then the fox said, When you come to the castle where the bird is, I will stay with the princess at the door, and you ride in and speak to the king. When he sees that it is the right horse, he'll bring out the bird. But you must sit still, and say that you want to look at it, to see whether it is the true golden bird, and when you get it in your hand, ride away. This too happened, as the fox said, and they carried off the bird THE PRINCESS MOUNTED AGAIN, AND THEY rode OUT TO THE GREAT WOOD. THEN THE FOX CAME AND SAID, PRAY, KILL ME, CUT OFF MY HEAD AND MY FEET. BUT THE YOUNG MAN REFUSED TO DO IT, SO THE FOX SAID, I WILL AT ANY RATE GIVE YOU GOOD COUNSEL. BEWARE OF TWO THINGS, RANSOM NO ONE FROM THE GALLOWS, AND SIT DOWN BY THE SIDE OF NO RIVER. THEN AWAY HE WENT. Well, thought the young man, it's no hard matter to keep that advice. So he rode on with the princess, till at last he came to the village where he'd left his two brothers. And there he heard a great noise and uproar. And when asked what was the matter, the people said, two men are going to be hanged. And as he came nearer, he saw the two men were his brothers, who had turned robbers. So he said, cannot they in any way be saved? But the people said no unless he would bestow all his money upon the rascals and buy their liberty. Then he did not stay to think about this matter but paid what was asked and his brothers were given up and went on towards their home. As they came to the wood where the fox first met them it was so cool and pleasant that the two brothers said let us sit down by the side of the river and rest a while to eat and drink. So he said yes and forgot the fox's counsel, sat down on the side of the river, and while he suspected nothing, they came behind and threw him down the bank and took the princess, the horse, and the bird and went home to the king, their master, and said, All this we've won by our labor. Then there was a great rejoicing made, but the horse would not eat, the bird would not sing, "'and the princess wept. "'The youngest son fell to the bottom of the riverbed. "'Luckily it was nearly dry, but his bones were almost broken, "'and the bank was so steep he could find no way to get out. "'Then the old fox came once more and scolded him "'for not following his advice, "'otherwise no evil would have befallen him. "'Yet,' he said, "'I cannot leave you here, so lay hold of my tail and hold fast.' And he pulled him out of the river and said, As he got upon the bank, Your brothers have set watch to kill you, if they find you in the kingdom. So he dressed himself as a poor man and came secretly to the king's court. Was scarcely within the doors when the horse began to eat, the bird began to sing, and the princess left off weeping. And then he went to the king and told him all the brothers' roguery. And they were seized and punished, and he had the princess given to him again. And after the king's death, he was heir to his kingdom. A long while after, he went to walk one day in the wood, and the old fox met him, and besought him with tears in his eyes to kill him, cut off his head and feet. And at last, he did so. And in a moment, the fox was changed into a man and turned out to be the brother of the princess who had been lost a great many, many years. Wow. (laughs) That is uh, the Brothers Grimm fairy tales of the golden bird. Cool beans. (laughs) All right. Uh we will continue on with another grim fairy tale from 200 over years ago on our, uh, our next stream. That's it. That's all. We've done almost an hour tonight. My goodness. All right. Hey, little country Luxembourg, can I show you some riddles? Sorry, we missed. I was in the middle of the book here. We'll save them for next time. All right. We'll be back on uh, Monday night, 10 o'clock Malaysian time, wherever it is in your part of the world. And uh, don't forget, please, if you are so inclined, you'd like to catch up on our shows, all of our past shows, you can find them in podcast format, audio only part of our show. You can find it on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, just search for I'm not wearing pants or Jay Sheldon. Look for this logo here. And, uh, by all means, click follow or subscribe. And, uh, we appreciate that. That way you can follow along on our, uh, Our podcast, too. I will see you again Monday night, 10 o'clock. Until then, I am the guy who never wears pants. Jay Sheldon, have a good night. (laughs) Snort.